to Crime on Primetime. I'm your host, Kendi Huseman, and my, I'm here with my two best friends. What's up, y'all? It's A-Rod. And Malik. If, if we sound not very energetic, it's because we're early morning recording Crime on Primetime, um, because I'm recording live from Montrose, Colorado, up in the mountains, um, and I'm trying to do this so I can then hit the road and get home. Yeah. Yeah, running about, running on about four hours of sleep right now. Yeah, I just feel like shit. I have to do this freaking freshman camp. Yeah, I'd get checked out. Mm-mm. I just, I told um one of the girls I work with that I'm running, that I'm running on E. And I was like, it's okay, though, because E stands for extra fuel. <laughs> well, we need that extra fuel here. And listeners, if you're wondering how early we're recording, it's 7 o'clock, and it's 8 o'clock in Texas. It's really not that early. It's just earlier than we're used to. I don't even wake up this early for work. Yeah. Well, it's, I wake yeah. up early early all the time so this yeah. is actually sleeping in for me yeah it's really not early this is just my my sleep in day normally yeah all right so the question is now i was thinking about it yesterday what like your top three tv series are the not excluding like true crime it can't be any of the crime okay shows so like watching. the ones we covered okay. yeah best best plot everything hmm. You don't want me to go while y'all think. Yeah, because you already have time to think about this. Probably I got two. Somewhere. I got two of them. Well, I, I don't think too too hard. It just when it pops in my head, I make sure to remember it. But one of them, the reason the question came up the other day, is because me and JC were talking about Sons of Anarchy and how it actually is a really like well written show if you've ever watched it. It is a great it's super, show. It's like super well written as far as like leaving each season on a cliffhanger. Like always, if you want more, all that good stuff, and it has a, yeah. a pretty deep, a pretty good ending, like a good full circle ending. And then that's for those that's one. Yeah, that's one. And then since I guess I guess I just finished it this year, I really like Game of Thrones. If you get past oh, like the yeah. first season, and I, I will I'll say this, I've tried to watch it by myself before, and it's so much easier if you like watch it with someone else during the first season, so you can get through it. So they can well, kind of explain stuff to you without getting too lost. Whatever, if you don't okay. have someone else. Okay, right. I when I watched Game of Thrones, I didn't have someone else. And the mm-hmm. best advice I ever got from Serge, and he said to watch it with the captions on so you can understand what they're talking about and what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that saved me. Yeah, that's basically what JC was doing. She was just, like, explaining it to me. I didn't have the caption on, just explaining it to me, like, as it went on. So that way you, you don't get like too lost with the freaking you don't want shows? And all that crap. You don't want shows with the captions? I just don't have it on at the time. Most of the time oh. I don't. Especially huh? if I feel like it's blocking something at the bottom. Weirdo. Yeah, I don't like to read while I'm trying to watch sometimes. Especially when I realize that I'm reading more than I'm watching. Okay. I think I have well, you have one more. And then oh, I yeah. have mine. And then my third one, this is just because, I don't know, I guess I like it, and I think it's funny. I really like the Big Bang Theory, but that's just me. <laughs> that's a good one. 
but those are my, okay. my, my three. So I think my number one is going to be Umbrella Academy. Have y'all ever seen that? Mm-hmm. It's, it's on Netflix, and it's a comic book series by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. It's, it's kind of superhero-y, but, like, not, not in, like, we have to save the city or not your typical superhero essentially like all of these kids were like randomly born on the same day same day like the the mom wasn't pregnant at all and all of a sudden she had a baby and this guy went around and collecting them and they had like these powers or whatever and so he like did six seven of them and they were you know their adopted siblings anyways it's really good it's really funny and there's like twists and turns and it has a great cast I love it. I could watch it all the time. So that one. And then I'm also going to say Game of Thrones, but I'm going to loop in um, The House of Dragon, too. Same, all the same thing. Both really good. And then I don't. you said No True Crime, but you also said just the shows we watched. I also love Mindhunter. Man, I just said No True Crime and you throw in True Crime. Oh, okay, okay. I have a backup in case you told me I couldn't do Mindhunter. But have you ever seen Mindhunter? Mm-mm. No. Okay, it's so good. It's based off of a book, and it's the book was written by the FBI guy that basically created profiling, and he would go around to all the different serial killers because before they were known as serial killers, like that term he coined that term. Um, so he like talked to Ed Kemper and all these big, what we know now are serial killers to like. He interviewed them to create a profile of, like, what made these men do what they did. And so then they created a show off of it. And so it's essentially how the BAU from Criminal Minds was created. And it's so good. It's really good. Netflix filmed the third season and then decided to never release it and cancel it. And it hurts. It hurts so much. So if I can't choose Mindhunter, then I will choose The Last of Us. I've heard people really like that. It tore my soul apart every Sunday. I was scared. I was sad. I was, was intense. The acting was good. I loved Pedro Pascal. Bella Ramsey did a good job. Mm. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Hey, my turn. Yeah. So I went off of shows I've seen the most. <clears throat> Um, number one is How I Met Your Mother. I that's probably my favorite show of all time. I can so I can see the beginning of one episode and I already know exactly what happens throughout the whole episodes. Um, number two, um, I'd probably say it's Jersey Shore. You know, I, I, I don't yeah. mind watching a little Jersey Shore. I need that I little I need that little toxicness in my life. And you gotta see a toxic relationship so that we know what not to do. Mm -hmm. And then three, it's the uh, the challenge from MTV and like all their spinoffs. I'm watching it right now. I think they're doing Challenge USA, and I'm getting ready for season 40. I'm ready. I'm pumped. What is the challenge? It's like a bunch of people. It's like a bunch of people get together and they. They live in a house and they just do a bunch of challenges to win money. 
Oh, like Big Brother? So, so I kind of like Big Brother. So people basically play Big Brother to kind of get onto the challenge. Um, so it used to be the real world, and it turned into the challenge. And now, like, people from, like, Big Brother, Amazing Race, um, what's the Survivor and all that, usually mm-hmm. the people who win go on to the challenge. Yeah. They used to, like, pull people from different reality TV shows to compete in it, too. So, like, what else besides the real world? It was usually, like, other, like, love shows, right? And, love like, yeah. And, like, back like, then, oh, are you, like, are you the one or some stuff like that? But, like, yeah. it used to be worse. Like, like the cast members used to get drunk, drunk. They used to fight all the time. That, that and, you know, like, old, ni- like, 1990s, early 2000s reality TV. I love that era of reality TV. It oh, was yeah. trashy. It was dramatic. I recently watched America's Next Top Model a couple of years ago. Me and Brady were just both home for Christmas break, and we didn't really have anything to do, so I put it on, which started us just binging it. And Brady will deny it, but he loved that show because he loved the drama. And it was bad. I mean, they did things that I was like, are you allowed to do this on reality TV? But then I was like, I guess you were in the early 2000s and say these things and it was so trashy and i loved it i loved trashy reality tv from like back you can't do it now it's not trashy now because there's now like whether it's like actual rules or they just know that like too sensitive social media is so much bigger and and stuff so it it, like calms down but back then oh anything anything it feels too fake to me now you know yeah. It feels scripted. It does feel fake. Yeah. Did you know that reality TV became a real big deal not in like in the last writer's strike because it wasn't like a huge thing, but all the writers went on strike. So the TVs were like companies were trying to figure out what to put on their channels. So that's why like Biggest Loser was two hours because they had to fill airtime and reality TV didn't need a script. I never knew that. It started the boom. Mm-hmm. Learn something every day. It's my fun fact for the day. Also, fun fact: we watch Law and Order SVU. I'm just taking A Rod's job. Today. Did you try and like? Yeah, you try and like take A Rod's like segues. Her transition. I'm sorry. I, I felt, it it, it could it could use some work. It could use some work. I've got to learn better from A Rod. I really do. Yeah. But anyways, we did watch Law & Order SVU. A crowd favorite, our favorite. Oh, yeah. Love it. Where are y'all at? Have y'all seen season 22? No, I was on season 21. I've, I've seen maybe three episodes of season 22. And that's where I left off because then I got it in my head that I was going to rewatch them all. And then I started a podcast where I was trying to watch them randomly, so I haven't finished going through all of it. Yeah. So, had y'all seen this episode? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I haven't seen it. Okay. We're in for a treat. This is a rarity here on Grammar Prime Time. So, no, let's not. dive in. What? Oh, I, I said, no, it's not. Well, I guess when it comes to SVU, maybe. When it comes to SVU, it's a rarity. Yeah, dummy. Y'all haven't seen the episode. Yeah, you big old dummy. But it's, it's, it's not rare that we haven't seen other other shows. Okay. 
So, opens with a Karen calling the cops to report a black man is threatening her and her son in the ramble of Central Park. Police show up. The son finds a male body in the bushes. The Karen accuses the black man, and he is arrested. Mm-hmm. The victim's name is Eric, and he was raped. And then I said, this is really intense. Oh, the like the whole opening scene? The whole opening scene, and then they had the intense music playing in the background, which they don't typically have intense music that in the background that crowd forms up in a in a hurry oh yeah they do. going on uh, yeah i think that happens in real life too especially That's now so that fun. people record think, everything you think they would have set like a barrier up a little further back from the like press and all that just so they want to get a good view well i think i mean i get why everyone was recording but also, yeah. I feel like they, why would you want to record the Vic, like, you, I feel like it's fine to record whatever the cops were doing with Javon. Yeah, but don't record the do. victim on this. It's people these thing. days, Kens. Yeah. I was like, he deserves to have privacy during this time. Didn't give a shit about that. Nope. Yeah. And then I said, got him. I think Javon came up with a comeback. <laughs> yes, did he? Yeah. Come on so now, what, kids. What, what was his comeback, Ken's? Well, we're episode yeah. what? <laughs> I, need, I need textual evidence, Ken's, if you're going to say, <laughs> got him. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I feel like it. he was able, you know. <laughs> yeah, right? You understand? I don't know. Or they were like, you have warrants. And he was like, for protest. But I don't oh, think that yeah, was the bottom line. I think they like. Well, yeah. Anyways. They're in the hospital talking to Eric's family. And that's when we found out that Eric likes to do other activities. Okay. Yes. He like. <laughs> He likes to go to bars, and then that's when they found from the traffic cams him leaving with some guy. I don't think we're there yet. I think I'm missing a lot of things. No, it went straight to the it went straight to the hospital, didn't it? Yeah, but they haven't found the security footage yet. Oh, my bad, my bad. Because I I said the victim is a ER resident at the hospital and told his brother he was unwinding at outdoor bars and then i said which i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do as an er doc during covid mm-hmm. I, I think that was very very frowned upon and then they were interviewing Javon, and Javon was meeting with his na sponsor before a meeting which explains his timeline because they were like your timeline doesn't make sense eric left the bar with the guy filming at the park so then they found it they they interviewed Javon, and then they went to the bar that bar owner was acting real weird, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then they found that street cameras, and it, it was a white guy, and that guy was filming at the park. So they cleared Javon. 
And then I said, what are the COVID laws here? Half of them are wearing masks, half of them aren't, all in different places. Some were wearing them in the hospital, some weren't, some were I don't, it was all over the place. I was like, I don't remember it being all over the place. I remember it being, you got to wear your mask. I never saw Creasy wear one. Nope. I know. And then they weren't wearing them in the hospital. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you definitely had you to wear know, one there. You know, uh, I've kind of noticed, I'm just not a, a big fan of Creasy being ADA. I, I like Creasy when he was a detective, when he was in the dirt. He was in Same. the trenches. Yeah. And we all know we love a Creasy Rollins situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I see that. Mm-hmm. Getting chewed out by the principal when the chief came in and chewed um, Olivia and Finn out in her office. Oh, yeah. Well, really just mm-hmm. Olivia and chewed her out. And I was like, this feels like you're getting yelled at by the principal. Mm-hmm. Basically is what happens. Yeah. So was the inflection point speech just Dick Wolf being optimistic when talking about our current re- our about our own reality? It felt like it felt like he was trying to make a statement to the public. You know how Dick is. You know he's always trying to. The message And then he was is, like Dick. Go ahead. Yeah. And then he was like, well, talking about how this is the inflection point. Things are changing. And I want it to be like, uh, what do you think now, Dave? Did things change? Was it an inflection point? <laughs> Tell me, Dick. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. Joe's ex told the police he couldn't get it up during sex. <laughs> and I just love that. She was so open about it, too. He's got a problem. <laughs> oh, so now you're Mr. Blue Lives Matter with your douchebag charm eye roll. Because they went to that guy's house and was like, hey, to like pick up Joe or whatever. And he's like, oh, are you mad that I filmed? I'm so sorry. I really want to help the cops. I think y'all did the right thing. I think that guy is bad. And I was like, well, you turned real quick. Well, I hate it. He had that douchebag college frat outfit from the early 2000s with the pop mm. collar. The pop collar. Oh, that is exactly what he, it's like. He's the frat guy that never left the frat. No. Nope. Still trying to live those frat days. And then if y'all never been in frat, there's there's actually a lot of people who are like that in the real world. Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't even have to be in frat. You can just see it. And you're like, yeah, yeah. you never left. Never wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Malik's one of them. Cough, cough, cough. What the fuck? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Our frats at Angelo don't even really count as real frats. Hey, now. Don't disrespect hey, us. Don't disrespect. Yeah. We don't even just have like, a house or really any parties. We had a party once at our house. <laughs> we had a party once at our house. It's words that no other real frat have ever spoken what the heck not all frats are huge we had a we had a party at our house every weekend every week during the week i mean these places go hard a-rod during the week i gotta sleep 
I don't like the way Kinsey's judging small school. That's crap. what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying there's a big difference, and there's less likely no, to no, find no, that no, stereotypical no, no. frat guy no, no, in small no, school no, frats no, no, than no, the no, big no. guy. She 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 talked the shit, Malik. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, let's go on. And then I said horrible actor. This guy thinks he's so slick, telling whatever story to the police that he thinks is gonna get him off. And it's it's clear it's a lie. You're not acting very good. He said, "What do you say?" The dude Eric followed him from out the bar. Yeah. And then he forgot to say, oh, well, he wanted me to go smoke with him. And then he goes to the park, they smoke. And then he said, well, Eric started being aggressive with me. I said, huh? I was like, aggressive? I was like, first off, if anybody remembers, Eric isn't like a big person. Yeah, he's a scrawny guy. Yeah. I was like, this guy? (laughs) I should have brought a lawyer for Olivia. I was like, big mistake going in with arrogance. Never hurts to have a lawyer. I always say lawyer up, really, when she goes and talks to IAB. Do you think she should have a lawyer? Oh, yeah. She never needs a lawyer. I always think she should. They're always trying to get her ass. And then I wrote, this guy is an absolute idiot. He's not as slick as he thinks. He just keeps talking out his ass and doesn't shut up. Mm -hmm. It makes him look worse. Oh, good. His mom and the bar owner are sleeping together and got him a lawyer. Why he was acting so sketchy. So, Olivia stopped and frisked Javon before. The Karen has a history of false accusations, definitely all against Blackman. It did not say that, but I went out on a limb and decided that she probably only falsely accused Blackman. Probably not far off. Captain Curry is splitting, is splitting, is spitting facts. Olivia is great, but like, as, but like, (laughs) but like all of us. Okay, so I meant to write, but like all of us. You want to know what I wrote instead? But like us all. I guess it works either way. But like us all, she either has subconscious bias where she is implicit in the bias and racism around her. I mean, I can't, I feel like it, Olivia was trying to argue that, that that's not true. She was talking too much, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she was being way too defensive. And I was just like, like the chief said, short answers. He literally said, short answers don't over, don't over explain. Yeah. And then become defensive. I love her, but this was not her shining moment. <laughs> so he he tried to say between drugs and alcohol, it was sex gone wrong. They love to say that, these, these rapists. <laughs> I mean, the chief is not wrong. But I think he was, it was in the car and he was asking Olivia how IAB went and he was basically like, you know that they're just going to want to find a scapegoat. They're not going to really want to change and they're just going to want to put the blame on someone in the scapegoat. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's what happened. (laughs) 
how did the woman get on the, on the jury? Do they not do jury selection? Okay. I think that jury should have been accused. One, I didn't. I didn't know that like juries could just openly ask questions, but also I'm pretty sure you're supposed to like weed out those that might bring their own opinions um, or whatever. Yeah, already have opinions and are already mad about something in the case. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to let those people on the jury. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I would have figured that, like, one of the questions they would have asked during jury selection are, like, I don't know how you phrase it. I'm sure this isn't how you phrase it. But they would have asked something along the lines of the Javon video. Like, have you seen it? Do you know about it? What are your opinions about it? Yeah. To kind of weed so that you really do have this fair trial. Yeah. That's what you would think, but but you know, this is not real, so how does this woman know all of this? Okay, because then they asked Tudola about his other shooting. Like they were basically asking him about his whole past. And I was like, who gave this lady his whole mm-hmm. file? How mm-hmm. does she know all of this? She did her homework. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to do that as the jury. <laughs> they went off the rails. That went off the rails real fast. Oh, yeah. Everyone had their hands in the air. Then Carisi is being an ass because the mm-hmm. dude couldn't control his own jury. He blamed it on Finn. And he, he was <clears throat> really, it was you. Like, why could you not calm this, those people down? That's when I'm like, eh, my guy, maybe you should have said a detective. Mm-hmm. I was like, aren't you the lawyer? I can't, rem- I can't remember if this was like, how long had he been lawyering up to this point? Was this like, I think he was, was there for recent? at least, like, uh, started in season 20. Oh, my ADA. dude has no excuse. Yeah. Creasy just isn't going to win this one. Joe is going to get away with it. Because then they put Joe on the stand, and he is telling, you know, I said he couldn't act before, but now he looks like a freaking saint on the stand. Oh, they are really playing into this corrupt system, but, like, twisting it to get away with rape. I hate that he's making this sound so good. I mean, he did a really good job, because he played into the, like, bad arrest and the Javon incident, and was like, the police... It's not here for you, not here for me, like the system, man. And I was like, oh, he must have heard what happened when Finn was in there. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's just play into that. I mean, God, he made it sound so good, but I hate it because it got away with rape because of it. Like, yes, you're saying some truthful things, but for bad reasons. We love a Rollins and Carisi moment when she went into his office afterwards to comfort her man that's not her man. <laughs> you think as an ADA, he would have a bigger office? Uh, yeah, it's not, it was it not looked, a nice office. It looked like they gave him the storage like closet. You know mm-hmm. what ADA had a good office was Barbara. Oh, yeah. Barbara is oh, yeah. my, my dude, man. I liked him. Mm-hmm. I st- I don't think I said his name right. Was it Barbara? It was not Barbara. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. Or I think was it Barbara or Barba? Barba. 
Yeah, you know, know what we mean. mean. You know what we mean, people. <laughs> Listeners, y'all know who we mean. He was a great ADA. Oh, yeah. Can you try again to get an indictment with a grand jury? Is that double jeopardy, too? I didn't know, because this wasn't like an actual trial. This was just to see if they could go to trial. Mm-hmm. Does that count as double? Can you do that again, or does that count as double jeopardy? Probably not. Probably not. You probably have to find. Right? You probably have to find you. Uh, like, charge them with something else. I don't even think you have to do that. I just think you have to then realize your case isn't good and build a better case. Because you're you not trying. It, it wasn't trying. Trying him. I don't know. That's outside of my criminal knowledge. When did Noah get this old? I thought he was a kid. He was like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He's a lot older. Noah, who Noah? Uh, Noah bro, I swear, yeah. I swear, season twenty-two, this kid's gonna be eighteen, bro. They they just <laughs> keep making so this. Old. They just keep making this kid older. I swear, like season like. They just what keep is it? making this kid older. I mean, he is supposed to. Grow older. Not that fast. I swear, like season eighteen, she just got him. Yeah, I mean, I did not remember any. It looked like he was already going in like junior high or something. I was like, what happened mm-hmm. in the elementary school phase? Dude, but he had a phone and everything. I said, dang. And then I wrote, that was a shitty apology. Okay, because Olivia was like, all right, I'm gonna go apologize. She didn't apologize. She didn't even apologize. <laughs> She was like, I did, I did this favor for you, and then, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm, that was bad. That was so bad. You didn't even say I'm sorry. <laughs> this was not a great episode for Olivia, but I think this like lawsuit continues to play out through season 22. Yeah, the I was ongoing... reading like, some of the captions for the like the summaries of the next couple episodes. Yeah, and, yeah, it, it's in there. But I don't know how it ends. I'm sure it ends with everyone hugging and being friends. I think someone's gonna get screwed over. And, go and I have, I have my idea of it. <laughs> I don't know, but I I like to believe everyone hugged it out and said racism's dead. We solved it. Peace. Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> don't we? Don't okay. we all hope for that? <laughs> I'm sure that's how all like lawsuits against cops end. That's what you hope. <laughs> Let's find out in this week's story, actual true crime story. Okay. This one was kind of if you know the story, this one was kind of obvious that it was based off the this law and order episode was based off of this. Have y'all heard of the Central Park bird watching incident? No. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard about it until I listened to this podcast called Let's Go to Court. I love them. I've been binging them every day for like the past month or so or longer. And they did an episode on this and I didn't know until this. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that's a Law & Order SVU episode. I've seen that. And then I it it randomly got selected. So it it was all random, but in a coincidence. I don't know how much of this you've heard, but. Only a little bit. 
This is like the first one that one of y'all have known that I've covered. I don't but know if my mom also, told me. It's also called the Central Park Karen incident. On May 25th, 2020, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, officers responded to a call at Cup Foods where it was reported that a man used a counterfeit $20 bill. When the police arrived, they found a black man in his car and asked him to step out. One thing led to another, and the police had the man handcuffed and subdued on the ground. And that's where the story might have ended if it was not for passive buyers that had filmed part of the incident. Their videos showed Officer Derek Chauvin kneeling on this man's neck and not letting up even when the man starts yelling, I can't breathe. This man, as you're probably aware, is George Floyd. And because of the officer's actions, he lost his life this day. A day after the video went viral on social media and protests broke out in, in, in Minneapolis, a day after that protest would take place nationwide. While the story is tragic and played a significant role in American history, showing that 155 years after slavery was abolished and 56 years after segregation ended, the nation was, was and is still divided on race. This is not our story today. However, our story takes place on the same exact day and could have ended in a similar devastating way as race was used as a weapon to enforce one's own privilege. Did you know that it happened on the same day? As George Floyd? Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading an article right now about it. And that's hey, what I'm You can't I got it. an article about it. I'm <laughs> about to tell you the whole story. Oh, I was reading mm-hmm. Spark Notes and then I was like, ooh. So, ooh, yeah. look at that. The same exact day these incidents happened. Mm-hmm. Crazy. To Christian Cooper, May 25th was just another day. He would wake up, get dressed, grab his binoculars, and bike to the Ramble in Central Park. The Ramble is known for being the closest to nature as possible in New York City, and it's easy to seclude yourself. This makes it perfect for bird watching, which is one of Christian's favorite hobbies. Everything was just right. That was until he heard a woman yell, Henry, Henry. She was calling for her cocker spaniel, who was bounding around the ramble off leash. This disruption is a nuisance to bird watchers, as the loud noises scare birds away. So Christian asked the dog owner, Amy Cooper, they have no relation, they just happen to have the same last name. I love that every article says that, Christian Cooper and Amy Cooper, no relation. And I was like, well, I'm sure if they had a relation, this incident would not have occurred at all. So he asked Amy to put her dog on the leash, as the park rules stated, for this part of the park. Amy refused, saying this dog, the dog runs were closed and her dog needed exercise. Christian recommended another area for her dog to run off leash. Again, Amy refused, saying that area that area isn't safe. Fed up with the excuse, excuse, 
fed up with the excuses, Christian says to her, look, if you're going to do what you want, I'm going to do what I want, but you aren't going to like it. In response, Amy says, what's that? From his bag, Christian pulled out a dog tree and started to call for Henry. This is a tactic Christian was known to use by other bird watchers. Get dog owners to leash their dog. I guess dog owners don't like it when other people feed their dog treats. So, Malik, as a dog owner, how do you feel about random people or strangers feeding your dog treats? You know, I don't I don't mind it, but at the same time, I feel like I, I would judge whoever's bringing it to me. Like, if it looks like some bum and he's like, hey, here's another treat. I give it to my dogs and he's a hobo. I'll probably tell him, fuck off. But if it's like some regular, like, random lady, that's, that's okay. If she looks respectable. Yeah. I'm oh, so you have prejudices, too. But also, I, I, hate, I hate to say it, but yeah, I got prejudice against dog owners. But um, not against dog owners. Y'all haven't met Ranger Malik's dog. He's kind of on the dumb side, a little on the slow side. So he's gonna take whatever. See, I if I and if I was in this instance, and someone was like trying to give my dog a treat, I guess I'm a bad dog owner. So I was like, yeah, you can have a treat. It would never. Yeah, it would never cross my mind that like someone could poison it i guess it kind of depends the scenario because if it's like someone in the park like this it would kind of make sense why they would have dog treats but if it's like and you're having an interaction but if it's just like i'm walking in this i don't know i don't yeah i think I, environment plays in, like, mm-hmm. into play as well yeah i i think if it's a place where a lot of other dogs are around but if it's something random someplace random and you just happen to have a dog tree i'd be like why do you like, you don't like have target. a dog i'd be like, <laughs> like target yeah do you remember in san angelo when there was that like someone put out poison dog treats like just set them out for dogs to eat and were poison mm. they were poisoning dogs sabotage oh i never heard that yeah. Jeez, can't trust people i know I'd still probably let a random stranger feed me. See, I swear I'm a great dog you're just owner. A bad, you're just a bad mom. No, I'm a great dog owner. I promise. I love him and I miss him right now. Okay. Bennett, you're just a prototype, my dog. That's what she's doing. <laughs> so I guess like dog owners in New York City would like get upset when he tried to feed their dog a dog treat. So they would leash their dog. So accomplished what he wanted. So this was like his tactic was to like give the dog a treat when the owner told him, no, I'm not going to leash my dog. Okay. Hmm. But when this happened, so when Christian did this, Amy grabbed Henry before he could run over there and hardenly said, don't you touch my dog. Which I'm sure is not a reaction that Christian normally gets. At this because he started feeling tension start to rise so he pulled out his cell phone and he started to record i will now reenact the video for you no, oh, no. let me get my popcorn. have y'all seen this video no Mm-mm. okay i'll reenact it for you amy grabbing her dog by the collar still not leash says will you please stop 
She starts walking towards Christian, dragging the dog. Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Christian, sounding a little panicked, please don't come close to me. Amy, sounding distressed, sir, I'm asking you to stop recording me. <laughs> Christian, please don't come close to me. Amy, please take your phone off me. Christian, please don't come close to me. Amy, then I'm taking a picture and I'm calling the cops. This whole time she has this dog by the collar and it, it does not, it's, it's fighting her the whole time trying to get away. Christian, please call the cops. Please call the cops. Amy, I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Oh. Christian, no. please tell them whatever you like. Amy steps back, still holding her dog by the collar while it's jumping around trying to get free. She's now on the phone with 911. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm in the ramble, and there's an African-American man with a bicycle helmet. He's recording me and threatening me and my dog. There's an African-American man with a bicycle helmet recording me and threatening myself and my dog. The dog is still jumping around and whining now. Amy, now in a very panicked, very distressed tone, I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. I'm in the park in the ramble. I don't know. Presumably, the dispatcher dispatcher asked her for a more precise location. At this time, Amy finally leashed her dog. Christian, thank you. And he ends the video. What y'all think? She's just like the Karen in the freaking show, man. Same Karen. I like in the show, she was like, I'm not one of those Karens. Well, you kind of are, because you just said you weren't. I really was hoping that they were actually going to name her Karen. She she just looked like Karen. They gave her, like, the short, curly hair and everything. <laughs> they played into the stereotype. Yeah, so... Christian was... When he started filming, it wasn't because he thought there was racial tension. He didn't know that race was playing a role until she said... I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. He didn't realize it had built up or gone that far or that was even a part of this. He just thought this was a dispute between a bird watcher and a dog owner, which I guess is common. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like in like, where is he at? New York? Yeah, New York City. Yeah, I feel like it happens. This is a... Yeah, so he had no idea that this woman was ever judging him or had prejudice bias. He never knew that race was a factor here. I didn't say it. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's maybe obvious. Amy's white, just for context, for anyone Mm -hmm. listening. (laughs) After ending the video, Christian made his way out of the park. Quote, I was conscious of the fact that I was now a target of the cops. By target, I don't mean that they were going to necessarily kill me. That's never a comfortable feeling when you're black black and under suspicion. Yeah. Nothing worse than being an unidentified black man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Dangerous. <laughs> Meanwhile, Amy had hung up her call with the dispatcher. However, the dispatcher called back and Amy reiterated her story, this time adding that Christian had tried to assault her. <clears throat> when the police arrived, I guess she like kind of walked this back and was like, no, he didn't assault me. So they determined that the incident was a verbal dispute and not a physical altercation. And that was kind of that. Kind of. Christian posted the video on Facebook with a transcription of the conversation that took place before. So everything I told you before, how he asked her to put her dog on the lease, how they went this back and forth of like where he where she could take him. And she was like, no, no, no. So he posted that. And when Christian's sister Melody saw it, she she was appalled and asked Christian if she could post it on her Twitter. Melody is a TV and movie writer, so she had a healthy following and reach. And boy, did she reach. The video went viral. I think I read an article. I don't know when the article was written, but it had like 40 million views. Also, fun fact, Melody helped write this SVU episode that we watched on this story and went on to write like 15 more episodes after this. Oh. That was pretty cool. So who are these characters in this story? Christian Cooper fell in love with bird watching when he, while on a road trip with his family. Out of boredom, he read The Birds of North America. But by the end of the trip, he had it memorized and was looking for birds everywhere. He graduated from Harvard with a political science degree. And he went on to be on the board of directors for the formerly gay and lesbian alliance against defamination, also known as GLAD. I, I don't know if it's said formally. I don't know if it's still around. I don't know if the name changed. Um, but he was a part of GLAD. He set up his own political action committee that supports Democrats of the New York Senate. He created a webcomic about LGBTQ superheroes that fight a white right-wing world order. The, web, the website is called Queer Nation. And nowadays, he's a senior editor for health science communication. So basically, the articles described him as, this is a nerdy dude. I mean, he was a nerd. I think he knew Klingon, the language from Star Trek, all into <clears throat> comics and everything. So that's Christian, our little wholesome nerd. On the other hand, Amy Cooper attended the University of Waterloo in Ontario then received a master's from the University of Chicago Business Since 2015, she worked for Franklin Templeton, working her way up to vice president of insurance portfolio management. There's like mixed opinions on, on Amy. Her friends say she's a workaholic, but she's really good at that job. They also said, you know, she's caring and she's sensitive. But neighbors around Amy's apartment building see a different side. And it's hard because, you know, they obviously went and asked all these people about Amy 
uh, after the incident and after the video went viral. So it's easy for these people to be like, oh yeah, she did this that one time and this that other time and, and, and pick out all of those bad things. I'm not, I'm not defending her. I mean, what she did was, was awful, but I'm just saying like, I'll, I'll get into more of it later. Okay, so the, the neighbors basically describe her as having this sense of entitlement and a habit of playing the victim. One of them told this story about how like she saw Amy crying and Amy said that this the doorman like like cursed her out for something. So then the, the neighbor went and talked to the doorman about it and he said, No, Amy cursed me out about something. I forgot what about. And that she just had this really combative personality that she was like quick to just kind of start things or say something when she doesn't doesn't like something. I think it's important to keep in mind that it's easy for the media to ignore all the characters. It's so easy in this story to be like, here is our hero, here is our villain, and to truly vilify Amy. Um, and to to write these, these characters of like, oh, Christian's just perfect and innocent and, and only focus on Amy's character flaws and be like she's awful she's been awful for her whole life and and I'm not saying this to defend Amy and I'm not saying this to say well Christian's also a bad person really I my issue with this is that I think these portrayals allow the general public to relieve themselves of some of the burden so it's easy to be like well Amy's always been a villain this is a her problem no one else would do this it's just this woman she's not like the rest of us she's always been this way so what i mean is that like that as a white woman i can look at amy's past and go oh she's always been a karen that's not me so i wouldn't do this instead of saying yeah i may not call the cops and make race-based accusations but what are my biases or prejudices? what assumptions would i made in this situation and i kind of feel like that's what these portrayals of like just she's just an evil person does i don't know what are your thoughts what what do you think kenzie give me give me a quick little excerpt one more time <laughs> give me and the then, spark notes and then repeat the question so that way i can get a better opinion for you how about that do that okay. give me give me that so basically Christian and Amy had this dispute. He started filming. She was like, I'm going to call the cops and say an African-American man threatened me. Yeah, 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 yeah. She said African-American three times in this situation, referred to his race three times in this situation. Christian is this lovable, outstanding nerd. Great jobs. Graduated from Harvard. Very well-spoken. Very smart. Amy... There's mixed opinions on her. She is also very, um, has a very high paying, like big job in the business world. She's really good at it. Some say she's very caring and sensitive. Some people around her building are like, she's combative. She's entitled and she has uh, a habit okay. of a victim. And then, gotcha. so what do you think of these different like character portrayals of like good versus evil? Gotcha, gotcha. I think it's just tough because, like, everyone can have a different experience with the person. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking. Like, 
for mm-hmm. some people she actually could be caring like she could be supported and like they never see that side of her and then while other people don't ever see the nice side of her so i think it's it's always difficult to judge like to really know someone i guess that makes sense yeah. yeah. That's what that's what I think it should just go by strictly based off the the situation. Yeah. Instead of you know, instead of like compi- compiling like these profiles about them. Right. Like like A Rod said, there's so many different like people that probably know them and everyone probably sees them differently. They probably act different around certain people. They're gonna get a bunch of different answers. That's why you have to be more, I guess, objective about it is a good word. And just look at the situation by itself. Yeah, and I also think that it's... I think when it's the media searching for some answer while she would do this. And, but also I think, I don't think you really know what you're going to do in that situation until you're in it. I'm sure, I'm almost positive that Amy was not outwardly racist in any other part of her life and i'm pretty sure because the media would have already found all of that and brought it up in all these articles and mm. they would know about it mm. so i mean it had to be almost like some sort of i don't know i'm not i don't i don't want to explain her actions but my my I only thing is it, like how fast she was to say that certain like say what she told him on the like thing like i'm gonna tell Mm -hmm. my african man is like what did she say assaulting me or something like that yeah yeah but i guess what i'm saying is that yes that's that's horrible but i don't think i almost think that she i mean obviously she played into what she already knew was an issue and what white women have been doing throughout history. I mean, this isn't the first time a white woman has falsely accused the black man. And other times it has, I mean, it has left, led to devastating consequences for the black man. And she had to know, you know, she yeah. knew what those consequences could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's continue. Following the popularity of the video, Amy issued a public apology. Let me read it to you, and then I'll 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 prepare you. I'm gonna ask read this what your opinion is on this statement. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. I want to apologize to Chris Cooper for my actions when I encountered him in Central Park yesterday. I reacted emotionally and made false assumptions about his intentions when, in fact, I was the one who was acting inappropriately about not having my dog by not having my dog on the leash. When Chris began offering treats to my dog and confronted me in an area where there was no one else nearby and said, you're not going to like what I'm going to do next. I assumed we were being threatened when all he had intended to do was record our encounter on his phone. He had every right to request that I leash my dog in an area where it was required. I am well aware of the pain that misassumptions and insensitive statements about race cause and would never have imagined that I would be involved in the type of incident that occurred with Chris. 
I hope that a few mortifying seconds in a lifetime of 40 years will not define me in his eyes and that he will ac accept my sincere apology. Nope, I don't think he'll accept it. No, that Chris guy will not accept it. I will well, accept it. Okay, but what do you think about the apology? Mm. You know, to me, it's hard to accept apologies of people who are, like, racist because it's, like, a, a thing that you have to change, you know? It's not something you can just apologize for. Yeah. Like, if I, like, punch somebody, you can apologize for that because, you know, just don't punch me anymore. You can apologize for being racist and still be racist. You know, it's kind of just more like apologizing for being caught. Yeah, you're just apologizing because you know that's what you have to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I understand, yeah. like, go ahead, Kent. No, go ahead. I was like, look, it's probably not going to be, it's probably not the first time, it's probably not going to be the last time he, he gets racially profiled. But also, like, don't, don't go up there and make this long apology publicly and don't, don't even try to change anything at all. That's my thing. Here's my issue with the apology. I feel like she doesn't really take any of the blame. Like, she kind of does. No, she she tries to explain her actions based off, like, what he said. Like, oh, you're not going to like this. And she was like, that's the reason why I said this. Yeah, it almost seems like, not splitting she's, hairs, but, like, she yeah. says, what does she say? He began offering, basically... It's kind of sarcastic, like, oh, I shouldn't have made assumptions when I was alone with no one nearby and this man threatened me. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. obviously you don't feel sorry. Like, you wouldn't have stated that in your apology if you really did feel sorry. And then it was the part at the end where she was like, I would have never imagined that I would be involved in this type of incident that occurred. I, and it makes it sound like it it happened to her when she's the one that made it happen. Yeah. Like again, it sounded yeah. like victimy. Like, and then the part where I hope that a few mortifying seconds in a lifetime of forty years will not define me. And it's like, well, you don't get to make that statement. Like, you don't get to decide what defines mm -hmm. you. And someone else is, they don't know you for 40 years. You can't just be like, mm, I haven't done this before, so you should just excuse. Yeah. I mean, Same. it doesn't feel like a, a an apology. It feels half-hearted. It feels like, I just know I mm -hmm. have to do this because it's a big deal now. Me, personally, I just think all public apologies, they're BS, man. They just do it because the lawyers say they need to. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's rare to find like a good, not even a celeb. I would. They're usually called celebrity apologies, but a good, very public yeah. apology that mm -hmm. actually sounds sincere. Um, or you could do what Miranda Sings did, or Colleen Ballinger, and and grab a ukulele and 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 sing your apology. That wasn't mm -hmm. really an apology. Did y'all see that? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's funny. It's it's the worst apology ever. Okay. This apology, however, did not stop the consequences from rolling in. Surprise, surprise. Frank Franklin Templeton fired her, starting stating they don't condone condone this behavior. And I think they explicitly said we don't condone condone racist behavior. They said racist or racism. 
somewhere in that statement, um, which will come up later here in a minute. Her dog was temporarily taken away from her after after people raised concern for the treatment of the dog. You should see this video. This dog, I mean, she has it by like the collar, just dragging it around and trying to get away and trying to get free. And she's just like holding it and jumping in and it looks like she can't control it. I think this is kind of ridiculous um, that her dog got taken away. Like that was one of the consequences. That wasn't the problem. The dog, the treatment yeah. of the dog was not, that part's fine. I, um, I would have loved the dog. Yeah, I think that was a little overboard of like ignoring the actual issue here. Yeah. And she got the dog back. They got taken away. They looked at it and they're like, it's it's fine. She treats it fine. She got it back. And charges of filing a false police report were brought up against her. I'm curious to know if if the video would not have gone viral, would New York would the prosecution, prosecutor, whoever, bring these charges against her? Or was it because the video was so profile, so viral, and, you know, George Floyd and all the protests are happening at this point, that it pressured the, you know, these charges to get filed? Uh, I, I think it played, especially at that time when George Floyd happened the same day, mm-hmm. I do think it played a huge part in it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think these charges would have got filed if it hadn't been for the video and the climate. Um, not to mention the amount of backlash and hate from the internet. I thought I read somewhere that she got doxxed, but I couldn't find it again. But I feel like I saw it at one place. I don't know. So she may or may not have gotten doxxed. And then, you know, just like everyone talking about how much they hate her on the internet. In a twist, Christian said of these consequences, quote, I'm not excusing the racism, but I don't know if her life needed to be torn apart. Thoughts? Mm, I, I agree. You don't need to. It doesn't have to all go to shit. In fact, Christian chose not to participate in the uh, these charges in the prosecutorial process. Um, yeah. Despite the disappointment of friends and family, they really wanted him to play a role so that they could kind of like set an example of like you can't <clears throat> you can't do this. You can't falsely accuse. Mm-hmm. But this is what he had to say to that. We are fighting to have some sense of proportionality in how we are treated in the criminal justice system. So how can I turn that around and not consider the same thing? If you could look at what happened to her and not conclude you shouldn't make false accusations, then how is any legal proceeding legal proceeding going to change your mind? I mean, I get what he's saying that, like, this is, like, she got fired, she nationally hated and what really is going to come i mean these aren't serious charges it's not like she's going to get jail time yeah yeah so like what's going to become of like even going through with all the the trial all the unnecessary it's basically saying it's unnecessary to do all this all that also maybe it would 
maybe it would show that, hey, we're finally changing and this is finally a problem. Yeah. I mean, ulti- ultimately, it was his decision, though, not to participate. Interesting. A deal was worked out between Amy and the prosecution that she would complete a di- diversionary counseling program, which included education on racial equality and five, a total of five therapy sessions on racial identities. That's it, five. In return, the prosecution dismissed the charge and the case file was closed. Five hours, crazy. No, not five hours, it could have been more. It was just five therapy sessions, however long they lasted. Still crazy. Yeah, a lot of people were mad. This this caused more public outcry. As many saw this as another form of white privilege. But also, like, I don't know. But also, like, what more? I'm trying to think, like, what more could she have gotten? Yeah, that's the thing. Just based off the uh, false accusation. Because that's basically all she was getting charged with, right? Yeah, it was filing a false police report. And I think, I don't know for sure, but that could be a misdemeanor. I don't know if that carries any jail time. Hmm. Look it up, A-Rod. Find out. (laughs) So maybe instead, if it doesn't carry any jail time, maybe the prosecution at least thought, like, instead of just slapping her on the wrist and saying this is a misdemeanor and pay us money, they were like, at least this might do something. I also think it's really easy to just bullshit through those types of things. Because you have to know, I mean, you have to, if this is what you're going to therapy for, you already have to know what you're supposed to say. However, some good did come out of this as New York and San Francisco passed a law that made it easier to sue someone that calls the police without reason because of background, which includes race. So, looked it up. You actually can get jail time. You can get up to six months. Mm. You can either get fined, or you can get prison up to six months of prison, or you can get both. It's crazy because this kind of reminds me of how like people are starting to say like if, if women knowingly file a false rape accusation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. some consequences should come to them. That, but that's a whole I think there is consequences. I guess, but I guess there is consequences. Is that not the same thing? Filing a false police report, you yeah. could get six months. I mean, it's just I don't think anyone ever goes to jail for something like that. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, it's it's rare to hear it. Even six months would be something. Yeah, that's true. And I wonder if it changes per state. But also, I think, like, you think they, like, especially during that time, they would have tried to make it an example out of her. Especially during, like, the whole, like, George Floyd time and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, people are looking for, like, for looking for something. So you think they would have made it an example out of her. 
Like, it, it would be, suck. It would like it would suck that she had to be the one who had to be like made the example, but also like. But also, it wouldn't suck because she did. I mean, you you did it. You knowingly you had to know what the consequences of those actions yeah. would have been if the police would have come. Yeah. It's not like this is a new phenomenon. This has been going on all throughout our history. Mm-hmm. So I I wouldn't feel bad if she was the one to be an example of. I mean, she did it. She filed it. She knowingly. I mean, yeah. it would just be a consequence of her own actions. Mm-hmm. Just know, Malik. I stand with you, my brother. <laughs> yes, sir. We in it together. Yeah. And if you thought this was over and Amy must have learned her lesson, you were wrong. No, no, she doesn't do it again. <laughs> no, she doesn't do it again. Oh. But in 2021, Amy sued Franklin Templeton for illegally fine firing her without an internal review, falsely portraying her as a racist. Because they basically released the statement either the same day or the day after. Yeah. And mm-hmm. called it racism. Or it, and that was, she was like, no one was saying that until then. Until you, you, you painted me in the public as a racist. This is essentially what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And then they, she said they racially discriminated against her and caused her emotional di- distress. Also, I think, I think you caused yourself that. The- Mm-hmm. I think you cost you uh, that yourself, my girl. I'm curious how she can say they racially discriminated against her. Is it because she did a racist thing and she's saying that's racially discriminated? <laughs> like, I don't know where this makes sense. Well, also, like, did she think <clears throat> that she was just going to keep her job after this whole thing? They were just okay, itching for her to do any little things so they can kick her out. Like, you know, like, the the company is going to save their own ass before they help her. That's basically what the judges say. Okay, so the judge, the first judge, when she filed this lawsuit, threw out the case. Yeah. But like any good Karen, she asked for the manager. The, man, she the manager the of circuit, the judge? <laughs> she appealed to the Circuit Court of Appeals in Manhattan, which I have now deemed the manager of the judge, the appeals oh. court. Um, to reinstate her lawsuit. She basically said, let me talk to your manager, went to the appeals court and said, I want my lawsuit back. The judge basically said, the judges, there were several of them, basically said, if you watch the video, it speaks for itself. And like, it would make sense for Franklin Templeton to fire her. They said that, like, almost the exact same thing that, I think one of them said, quote, why would they want you on your, on the payroll? Yeah. And also, they were like, they didn't call you a racist. You you were a racist. It's easy to see. <laughs> they didn't just make that up. Essentially, they didn't they didn't inappropriately inappropriately labor, label her a racist. But this, I read this article was from 2023. I don't. That was like not the official ruling. I don't know if the official ruling has been made to the appeal. Like about the appeal yet, but it was not looking good. Yeah. Amy also made the brave decision to go on the podcast, honestly, to talk about her side of the situation. 
In this interview, she defends her actions, saying, quote, he's holding these dog treats in one hand and a bike helmet in his other hand. And I'm thinking, oh my God, is this guy gonna lure my dog over and try to hit him with his bike helmet? And if I end up over there, am I gonna get hit by this bike helmet? Oh my goodness. I don't know what true crime story she has read that (laughs) someone (laughs) murdered someone or attacked someone with a bike helmet. She does. She keeps digging herself a bigger hole, man. Yeah, that statement made the whole thing so much worse <laughs> than, like, the original video. Yeah. Amy also said on this podcast she did, quote, explore all her options before calling the cops. Did it sound like it? <laughs> this is the last resort. I would beg to differ because I would think one of your options would be walking away. I don't know. I'm saying that statement she made, it rolled off the tongue too easily for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, now that she's saying like all of this, it makes her apology even more mute. Because like, Clearly, you were never sorry if you're now defending your actions. Yeah. The bike helmet. He was going to attack me with the bike helmet. (laughs) I think the following quote from Christian really sums up the incident in the park that day. Quote, it's not about her. What she did was tap into a deep vein of racial bias. And it, it is that vein... And it is that deep vein of racial bias that keeps cropping up that led to much more serious events and much more serious repercussions than my little dust up with Amy Cooper, the murder of George Floyd, the murder of Ahmed Aubrey, and before that, Amado Diallo, I'm so sorry if I, if I pronounced that wrong, and Patrick Dorsman, and Eric Gardner, and Tamir Rice. Thank you. And I think essentially what he's saying is that this one woman, and I guess what I've been trying to say this whole time is this one woman is not the problem. No. And I think it's so easy for all of us to say, no, she is the problem, because I think it relieves us as a general public to be like, to not truly solve the problem. I would put it in the analogy, like, at my job, when things go wrong manufacturing you investigate what went wrong and then you figure out how to fix it and prevent it from happening again um and so you can either do that by looking at the true problem or you can do quick fixes of like oh this was the problem let's just write it in a procedure instead of looking at the overall problem and diving deeper into how can we fix the true root of of the problem I think that's what's happening here. It's like, it's a quick fix to say Amy Cooper is the problem. Let's send her to a di- what therapy to talk about race and stuff. They're and just saying, putting like, a Band-Aid on it. That's all they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Instead of saying she was able, she knew that there's systemic racism and knew that as a white woman, the cops would side with her. Yeah. 
and she had that power and tapped into it and that was the real problem and i think that's what christian's trying to say through this whole thing and all in all these interviews he's trying to say this isn't the problem she is not the problem it's the fact that she knew she could use this power and weaponize what they call white tears against a black man so any thoughts just you hate to see it man all of it what about similarities and differences between this situation and law and order svu well Dick Dick really put a stir on it because it was uh, no rape in the real story. So that that, well, that it was just for you. So they couldn't yeah. just do a special victim, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, besides that, and then yeah, it's basically the same. It's just Dick Dick Wolf didn't really go into the whole racial profile thing. Unless they plan to do it later in the season. Mm-hmm. I think they do it like throughout the season. Yeah. Um. I still think it's fascinating and I kind of like that through all of these years, Olivia has been this put on this pedestal of like, she's the hero. This is the protagonist. She does nothing wrong and then portrayed her as Kind of not in the best light during this episode. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think it, that's also important to be like, even good people can have Slip-ups subconscious not knowing. Yeah. I yeah. And I, I don't think it necessarily means like you're racist, but it's realizing that you do just already have prejudices just because of the society we've grown up in. Yeah. Mm hmm. Good story, Ken's good story. Thank you, thank you. This was one of our most recent stories. Ooh. Mm. No, not too shabby for doing it at uh, 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Yep. So next week we will not do it at 7 a.m. Maybe we will be a little livelier. Maybe Malik thank will feel a little better. Thank the Lord. I'm I'm, I'm really dying. <laughs> I could tell. Usually a little bit more talkative, and I was like, he's just feeling good. Yeah, man, you left me to talk. It's my voice, and it hurts so bad. You know I got short-term memory. <laughs> Can't remember. All right. Well, do y'all want to hear what episode we're watching next week? Let them know, girl. Let them know. We're watching. Do y'all want to guess? Uh, is it a show that we've seen before? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it Criminal Intent? No. Um, uh, East Coast or West Coast? Uh, East. I think. Oh, I was gonna guess Hawaii. So, so it's not one of the shows that has a city name in it. Hmm. <laughs> Because she said, I think, Malik. The original Law and Order. No. Uh, All the Law and Orders take place in New York. Uh, is it... CSI, CSI Miami. 
No, because she would have said I. She would have known if it was on East Coast or West Coast. That's why. Hey, Rod, I'm gonna give you five seconds to guess, and then I'm just gonna say, "Ready? Five, four, three. It's NCIS. Ah, nabbit. NCIS season twelve, episode thirteen. We build, we fight. Okay. Okay. What if we get someone new, Kenzie, and they want to know where yeah. it's going? Yeah. Okay, Help okay. a brother out? I, do you, I do think not it's like Paramount. New viewers? I do love new viewers. That reminds me. Oh, thanks for reminding me. Okay, if you're new here, a couple of things. One, you should like, like subscribe, follow, rate, review on whatever streaming platform, even if you hate us, because it helps other people find us. Um, you, If you want to send in, you can, as a listener, send in the question, an idea for a question that we can ask in the before. We love getting listener questions. You can DM us on any of the social media platforms. They're in the show notes. Or you can email us at crimeonprimetimepod at gmail.com and send in your questions. Um, and we make TikToks. Yeah. So much fun. And shout out um, to, our, to our Australian fans, man. Y'all really love us down under. They do. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun having international fans. Shout out I hope to they're fan. fans. I hope they're fans and not just listening to us make fun of us. Yeah, these Americans, what's going on in their country? Um, so yeah, do all of that. We love all the support. All the support helps us um grow, get better. If we grow and get better, we can get better technology. Um so with that Oh, but back to NCIS, yes. Uh listeners, y'all can find it on Paramount Plus. Mm. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. But okay. So that... And with that, I'm your host, Kinty Huseman. This is Crime on Prime Time, and we are signing off. See you. Deuces, Kurt.